This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Wednesday, November 28th, 2018. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. County Executive-elect Stuart Pittman has made more moves in establishing his administration. Yesterday, he announced that former Administrative Hearings Officer Doug Holman will be rehired to work for the county in his old position. Current County Executive Steve Shu fired him after feeling that he was issuing too many waivers and granting too many variance requests for zoning appeals. Additionally, Pittman said that Gregory Swain is going to serve as the acting county attorney while he finds a permanent fixture. Currently, Swain is a supervising county attorney within the Office of Law. Janice Hayes-Williams, which will be a familiar name for those in Annapolis, she is the head of constituent services for the city. She will be leaving the city and be a senior advisor for community engagement under the Pittman administration. His campaign manager, Pete Barron, is going to serve as a government affairs officer. Brandy Francis, who currently is the director of communications for the county's Department of Aging, will be an acting public information officer as Pittman seeks a permanent public information officer. And he tapped two former candidates that did not win their elections to handle constituent services for them. James Kitchen, who ran as a Democrat for County Council District 7, and Janice Jones, who ran as a candidate for delegate in District 32, will be handling constituent services for the new county executive. Reminder, if you would like to see the county executive and the council sworn in, it gets underway at 11 a.m. on Monday at Maryland Hall for the Creative Arts. Tickets are free, but they do request that you get them online. And you can get them at pitmantransition.com slash inauguration, or you can just go to pitmantransition.com and click on the link. Good news for folks that use the computers at the Anne Arundel County Public Libraries. 600 computers are now back online after being corrupted by a cyber attack back in October, and that virus was the Emotet virus. It affected computers at all 16 branches that were used by the public and the staff. While the computers are back online, printing, copying, faxing, and scanning services are still a little bit behind, and they are only available at Brooklyn Park, Glen Burnie, Odenton, and Severna Park libraries. The library system says that your best bet is probably to call their branch in advance just to make sure you're up to date on what is and is not working until they get this all behind them. I'm not sure whether this is good news or sad news or what, but the Community Foundation for Anne Arundel County is prepared to release more than $1.8 million that was collected into the Capital Gazette Families Fund. It will be distributed in the coming weeks, and recipients have already been notified exactly how much money they will receive. This, of course, is in response to the community generosity of more than $1.8 million donated since the June 28th slain of Gerald Fishman, John McNamara, Rob Hyassen, Wendy Winters, and Rebecca Smith at the Capital Gazette newsrooms. According to Amy Francis, who is the development director for the Community Foundation for Anne Arundel County, more than $1.4 million of that $1.8 will be earmarked for death benefits. So that will be going to the families of those that were slain. And $360,000 of that will go directly to the survivors of the shootings, as well as some other Capital Gazette employees who were not in the office at the time of the shooting. Obviously, those that were injured will receive a larger share. Those that were not present will probably receive a much smaller share. So that is good news. You can still contribute to the fund through the 31st of December. 
They will make an additional distribution a little bit later. And after December 31st, they are going to reallocate that and figure out what to do with it. They're going to determine a, quote, broader purpose of the fund, which, as I've said before, I'm not sure that is exactly legal because people donated money specifically to help the families of those that died and those that were witnessed to or injured in the shootings. And it seems that we can't go a day without talking about an active shooter. And this time it was over in Bethesda, Maryland at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center. For roughly two hours, authorities worked to secure the busy hospital while patients, workers and visitors all sheltered in place. In the end, it was a result of a, quote, miscommunication and misunderstanding, said Jeremy Brooks, who is a spokesman for the Naval Support Activity in Bethesda. Walter Reed officials issued an alert via email and text around 2 p.m. indicating that there was an active shooter on the compound. At 2.58, the Navy tweeted out that they were aware of reports of the active shooter, but qualified it with no confirmation, and the Pentagon quickly retweeted that. The Navy later tweeted at 3.25 p.m. that, in fact, there was no shooter and that it was an ad hoc drill by tenant command. Some people took exception to that. Tiffany from Angel Media said, that's not accurate. I was there and repeated announcements saying, not a drill. Incident officers said the message was not supposed to be sent. It was a mistake. Not a drill. And one of Maryland's congressmen, Dutch Ruppersberger, was on the compound. And he also tweeted out saying that we've been given the all clear at Walter Reed. At no point was there any indication this was a drill. Remember Martin Shkreli, the guy who jacked up the price of the AIDS drug? What a scumbag he was. And now we can add Virginia-based Kaleo Incorporated to that. They're based in Richmond, Virginia, and they increased the price of its auto-injectable overdose reversal drug, Evizio, from $575 to $4,100 per dose, according to a congressional subcommittee. This is a drug like naloxone, which does reverse an overdose. And the company also changed its sales strategy and encouraged doctors to complete paperwork identifying it as a, quote, medically necessary drug, which allows them to bypass potentially cheaper generic versions of it. The company did release a statement after this congressional subcommittee report, and they said, quote, We believe patients and physicians should have meaningful choices. There is no doubt the complexity of our healthcare system has had unintended negative implications for everyone involved, but most importantly, for patients. To this end, we've explored viable paths within the current healthcare system to make a Visio available to patients in a responsible, meaningful, and affordable way. Unquote. I'm not sure jacking the price from $575 to $4,100 is responsible, meaningful, or affordable. Kaleo, you guys are a bunch of scumbags. Okay, that is about it for the top news today. Please make sure you're checking out ionanapolis.net throughout the day because we do update it throughout the day and we never know what news is going to be coming down the pike. Please give us a rating or a review wherever you get your podcast and make sure you're recommending us to your friends and colleagues because we do appreciate that very much. Now you need to hang tight because we have George Young with your local DMV weather forecast, and he is coming up right now. It's the most important ring you'll ever have. It's the one that goes on the third finger, left hand. It's the engagement ring we design and create for a couple in love. It may not be the biggest diamond you'll ever own or the most expensive. It might actually be quite modest, but there will never be a more important one. Look at what it's saying, and we'll say, forever. This is one of the delights that comes with doing what we do. Being part of all that here at Zachary's Jewelers. 
And with six designers on staff, there's nothing you can imagine that we cannot create. If you'd like to design your engagement ring with us, come to Zachary's. Zachary's. Online at Zachary'sJewelers.com. More than a jewelry store. A jeweler. Going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather, and here's your eye on Annapolis forecast for Wednesday, November 28th. If you liked yesterday's blend of colder and breezy conditions, then you'll love today's straight-up cold and windy skies as temps struggle to get to the 40-degree mark later this afternoon while winds actually go up a notch or two with gusts of 45 or maybe even 50 miles per hour at times. And it'll stay chilly and breezy into tomorrow with overnight lows again in the mid-20s to low 30s, followed by more low to mid-40s Thursday. And while there's a technical chance for some very light rain on Friday to cap off the month of November, there's an even better chance we see a bit of a repeat of last weekend to start December with rain Saturday into early Sunday, with some clearing on Sunday along with temps in the 60s, followed by maybe more rain on Monday. And the beat goes on for the wettest year ever since at least the 1870s when modern weather record-keeping began. Okay, that's it for today. This is George Young of DMV Weather. Make it a great day out there despite the cold and windy conditions, and be sure to download our free app by searching for DCMDVA Weather from the Apple App Store or Google Play Store, or follow us on Facebook or Twitter or on our website at dmvweather.com so you can always stay weather-informed. Here's to the teacher who spends her weekend helping children who need a little extra attention. To the soldier who missed the birth of his baby while serving overseas. To the EMT working full-time and taking night classes. To the police officers and firefighters working long hours away from their families to keep our families safe. Here's to you, our hometown heroes. I'm Alan Hyatt, chairman and president of Severn Bank, and we know there are many heroes among us. Men and women who serve without expecting anything in return which is why we're honored to offer our Hometown Heroes program to educators, law enforcement officers, firefighters, first responders, healthcare workers, and military personnel. Whether you're opening a checking account or buying a new home, we're here to give back to you. Learn more about our Hometown Heroes program at SeverinBank.com. Severn Bank, here with you. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.